wax on, wax off. <laughs> Hello, Internet. Good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Hello, Internet. Oh. Good morning. How's Who's got my voice on? <laughs> I should have it. Sorry. Hello. Oh. Naughty. I forgot to mute my Twitch. <laughs> 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 so yeah yay saturday morning uh apologize running a little behind you know hey, <laughs> sometimes i get into tweaking things and then lose track of time and so it kind of sucks <laughs> right. so many things to fix so little time well Indeed. it's it's that hey i get uh, i'm looking at this and all of a sudden hey i bet you i could i could try this and Oh, it leads to another thing, and leads to another thing, leads to another thing, and then next thing you know, it's like, oh wow, look what time it is. <laughs> the digital version of if you give a mouse a cookie. Oh, it's if you give a cat a cupcake. <laughs> oh, that's like good. one of my daughter's favorite books. Was Can if we you not give a cat talk a cupcake. about food? <laughs> it's Saturday food? morning for Every Shadow Watch. We're morning. always talking about food. It's not like someone's going to mention biscuits and gravy, are they? <laughs> hey, if we go to RealmCon, we got to make sure we push for a morning uh, community game. Oh, yeah. And ha make sure we have a breakfast buffet so that we can just handle this all in one shot. <laughs> well, then we have to have for lunch. Oh, based on what we've seen about patrons from Tasha's is have it where it's the uh, that evil mastermind of the Baker's Guild uh, withholding the biscuits. <laughs> so funny. Oh, there, 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 there's our session. The true search for biscuits and gravy. Oh, that would Guild definitely cause war. <laughs> They've been corrupting it. We need to go rescue it. Yes. I, 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 I think we can make this work. <laughs> So one shot for homecoming. <laughs> well, I mean that—that's the plan. I still have to work on the whole passport thing because uh, last time I left the country, I kind of didn't need a passport. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you drive, you still don't. You only need a little passport card. That's yeah, true. that's hey. another problem because kind of have the passport to have the passport card. Well, the the real IDs they got going on right now. Well, the thing is, I need to refine my my actual my my certificate of live birth, and I think the best I found is a photocopy. Um, and Virginia can be a little ridiculous, but oh, that's replacing like California. my replacing my birth certificate is extremely difficult. Because mine is a certificate of live birth because I wasn't born in the United States. I was actually born in Iceland. Oh. So I have nice. one of those unique uh, things. <laughs> I don't know how uh, Virginia does it, but in California, you can use some uh, alternate forms. So you have birth certificate or, and then there's another. They got list. a couple of things in there, but of the alternate forms, I don't have a passport yet. So I can't use that as an alter alternate <laughs> form of ID. I'm not active duty military anymore, so I can't use a military ID. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of yeah. stuck with the driver's license, social security card. All anybody can print those off, and then <laughs> you know, birth certificate. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I just had to go in to get mine recently. Had to show the DD two fourteen, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I just saw that Kit Matari. That explains the Viking beard. Uh, <laughs> 
sure. <laughs> that was funny. We'll go with that. Well, it's funny, though, because I have been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so I'm very much in a Viking mindset. I, I really want to I really want to do a raid on, on an unsuspecting camp when we when the mist clears just for giggles. <laughs> that works. Straight up Viking horns and just go at it. <laughs> like, where'd they come from? Mm-hmm. So you're saying when we finally get to take a rest down here, we're going to be interrupted by a bunch of bearded screaming men. Oh, no, you guys are fine. It's, okay. a, it's a different group of people I want to raid with Raid with a full army of Vikings. <laughs> Watch out, challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, they have their own problems. Yes, they do. Don't we all? <laughs> They're going to have their own problems tonight. So, <laughs> But <laughs> that being said, <laughs> oh, Scoop Ship will be a Viking ship, not a pirate ship. No, I'm kind of like in the Manticore. I kind of like the full-on pirate sailing ship. So, you know, I don't think I want to trade that in for a Viking longboat. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a fine line between Viking and pirate. <laughs> Weren't they kind of the OG pirates? Yeah, I mean, OG and, you know, oh, actually, no, I think, I think oh, them and probably the Greeks and the Romans, yeah. you know, sailing yeah. around the whole thing in the Mediterranean. I mean, that was literally hey, I'm going to go visit so-and-so. Alright, well, see you in three days. Why is that? You got to sail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Pirates of the Mediterranean? Hmm? Pirates of the Mediterranean? <laughs> Could be. Who knows? <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, everybody's doing good. Chat's doing good. We're having a great morning to start off. So uh, last we left off for uh, you guys, you had uh, descended into the um, <clears throat> you descended into started to descend into the abandoned city of Duel- of Duelanian. Duelanian. One of these days, I'll figure out how to pronounce that. And uh, first time, first uh, entrance in, you saw a huge statue to one of the dwarven gods, Klingadin, I believe. And uh, as you as you were descend- as you descended in with a group of three deep gnome um, captives that you had freed and nourished back into a semi-functional state, um, continued down in and uh, came across a uh, group of trolls. And uh, from what uh, Shragnaz had told y'all from his vision, it, and the Deep Gnomes uh, let it confirmed, a pair of uh, Mind Flayers, or Illithid, were with the trolls. And apparently and apparently, the Mind Flayers did not, did not engage, but sent their thralls in. And once their thralls had been eliminated, while the thralls were creating a distraction and fighting, uh, you guys, the Illithids had decided to leave especially given the giant sunburst that was ignited in the center in the cavern. <laughs> what could yeah. you should look yourself. guilty. You should look guilty, yeah. Hillary. <laughs> well, you know, you you right? died if I hadn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> so Probably true. Probably true. <laughs> that's, that's very possible. That's very possible. Um, <laughs> and now uh, sitting in there and the uh, deep gnomes are willing to be your guides uh, but they do tell you that uh, it's going to uh, be a bit of a hike a couple of miles about a, uh, at least a mile or so 
through the ta through the ta through the caverns uh, and uh, walkways of this city. Uh, some quick uh, little tidbits as you uh, go into the caverns is the passageways. Scoob, can you turn Sirenscape down a little bit? And sure. thank you to our main sponsor, Sirenscape. Oh, yes. I don't think we did that. It typically will knock down a little bit based on our conversation, so there we go. Let's see how that works. Please let us know if that's better. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome. All right, Sorry, um... All right. The passageways, uh, the main passageways are roughly 20 foot wide with 20 foot high ceilings. Um, there are some minor passageways uh, that are 10 foot wide by 10 foot high. Um, as you progress through, uh, the city has been about um, some of the research that uh, research into the city is based on your uh, library is the city was has been abandoned for roughly a thousand years uh, when there was a major earthquake that drove out the dwarves and over that thousand years uh, various creatures have moved in and out and got to fix one thing real quick say again Please spell the name of the city for me. It is ah. spelled D Y L V W Y L L Y N N. Well, why are you having trouble pronouncing that? I no idea. <laughs> Should just roll right off the tongue, you know? We can just call Great. it the city, the city D. I mean, uh... nice dwarven name. Completely okay. unpronounceable in the modern tongue. <laughs> I guess if we spoke dwarf, we could totally understand, totally enunciate. There you go. But um, the city was all the city did have another had a nickname. It was the city of fountains. Uh, you'll find as you travel through that there are a number of fountains uh, supplied by <laughs> underwater waterway uh, underwater uh, are various uh, plumbing systems built in by the dwarves. Um, can't cool. say how fresh the water is. It's kind of a, a chance. Ending, it's been kind of sitting here a while. So, as hey, you want to take a sip, you can totally try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Hey, if you need water, and water's available, you know, I can purify it if I prepare the spell. So you find out it's uh, it's poison. But anyways, so uh, the purification. Wow. <laughs> So the gnomes are sitting there, and uh, they're willing to guide you. How are you guys feeling, thinking uh, there's two paths, uh, one to the southwest and one to the south, that the gnomes now, are indicating would lead to their enclave? The now, the space route. that we're in is wide open, though, right now. Yes, correct? it is a huge cavern that was carved out around the statue. Mm -hmm. Looking at the yeah. statue, the statue was carved in place. 
out of the stone and they just excavated around it to make wow. this huge uh cavern so cool well so, should we make camp here it's wide open so we would be able to see or hear something coming from pretty far away <laughs> i was going to say do we check with abu detak and ingling and see if there's actually anywhere nearby like some cabin stuff off to one side that might be a little bit more out of sight if we're nearby somewhere that's just willing to sort of take off the beaten path. I mean, the thing is, we don't want to stay here because we've just killed six troll thralls of the Illithids, and there's a good chance they may come back to find us. Okay, so we're still on the, the hex with the statue, right? Yes. Yes. So just south, it looks like there's like a little chamber. Right, to fix that window. Right, meow. There's a little chamber right meow. There's also a little chamber right meow. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we, I think we need to go south if the gnomes, or if they, if the gnomes think that's our best option. Yeah, either 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 say. path will lead to where where you gotta go. I I would uh, ask them which would be the quickest route in light of our circumstances. And um, or least likely to be encountered by trolls and elephants. For that question, they kind of, I mean, <laughs> they really, I mean, there's, this is the Underdark. You'd never know what's around the next corner. Um, so as to the first question, um, the path south might be just a little bit shorter. But again, both will end up leading to the same place at some point. So it's really like on Monday it could be safe. On Wednesday it could not be safe. It's it's really uh, it's really a draw. It's really an unknown uh, because every things always are moving in and out of these caverns and tunnels. The only and, place and I that guess they know is truly safe is their enclave. But yeah. even then, that's only fractionally better. And and that's kind of why I say, as far as safety goes, that we're we're going to run a risk regardless. So speed would be, I think, our our priority at this point. Yep. Agree. Agree. Yep. So, so it looks like we're going to float our way south. Alrighty. So moving as uh, quietly as possible. All right. Give me stealth checks. Oh, yes. 29. Wow. Wow. 25 for Narian. Yeah. Uh, 24 for Shragnaz. Yeah, you guys are nice and quiet. Um, I got a 13. Mostly. With advantage. <laughs> I rolled a four and a six. I mean, nine. Four and a nine. Yeah, get those rolls out of the way. It's fine. What about, the, what about the, uh, the deep gnomes, though? Do we need to make one for them? Oh. Totally plausible. They just have naturally padded feet. They're super quiet. They're fine. I suppose they are on goats and mastiffs and stuff, aren't they? Oh, that's right. We've got a bear with us. So their, their, their feet definitely will be padded. 
Yeah. I think it was a bear and a two giant goats, I think is what we got this time. Because they, they hang around until after the rest, don't they? Uh, I think they last for like 24 hours or until cool. they get squooshed. <laughs> well, they, they haven't squooshed because I don't remember them acting in combat on this on this uh, last session. So. Yeah, one of them rammed one of the trolls, but I don't think they took any damage. Yeah, Golden Cavalry. <laughs> yep. Cool. And um, again, we can always get um, the most stealthy to take up the, the front path a little bit once the, the gnomes give them a steer on where to go. Yeah, they're so going to use they're 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 going to move along very stealth. They're going to move along as stealthily as they can, and they have advantage because of a racial ability. Nice. So yeah. They, so Steve, uh, one thing to keep in mind is the. The creatures from the bag of tricks don't say they have a certain amount of time they last. They just disappear at the next dawn. Okay. So we can't really tell when is dawn in here, but they will be a good indicator. Oh, hey, look, it's morning. Yeah. It'll be good too for any of those abilities that recharge at dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> then we'll know they're charged. So what we're actually saying is Shrank is going to put his bum again on the floor. Oh, look, creatures disappeared yet again. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean it, it it it's it'll be hard to tell, but we'll see we'll see how it goes. But yeah, as you uh progress uh into that southern path and uh think of things. Draw a little line, because you know I don't quite have the uh post production to have a quick little Indiana Jones type math map uh yeah, that. Uh, well, we don't want DCMA, so can't do that much longer. <laughs> no copyright, right. no copyright. So as coming into the first path, um, they lead you down. You come, uh, you come to where there's a an opening on the side that leads into kind of a, a villa. And uh, this villa uh, appears to have... Uh, Two appears to have two floors going up. Um, and as you uh, that you can see, uh, do you guys wish to step inside? I think so. I think we need to find a place to rest, and this may be a good spot to do it. Yeah. All right. So, shall we try to clear the building, make sure nothing is lurking? As you uh, step in, you notice that there are. Um, kind of there are rooms and rooms that just kind of extend out and then even a stairwell that leads down so it take uh, figure for the sake of brevity over the course of an hour you uh kind of search through and you see uh it's actually four floors in total with multiple rooms um uh these uh the rooms each of the rooms that you see are pretty bare and empty uh, so it's hard to tell what the purpose of the building was in the past uh, any any kind of um, wooden structures or fabric structures have long since decayed away into unrecognizable trash there are there are very few there are no doors in this particular building uh, you see spaces where doors used to be 
but given the amount of rot and time that's passed, or you, or a lot of wood things have already been removed by previous uh, explorers to use as fuel. So by the time you guys are coming in, there's very little usable material. And most all the rooms are bare and uh, devoid of any kind of function. But you do find several, you can find several that seem to be a fairly safe spot to kind of set up and secure yourselves for a long rest, if that's what you I believe that's what we choose to do. Okay. Please. I think we want to put the hut up. I think so too. Yep. Precautionary measure. Hey, Shraggy. Can you make ah. a bottle? <laughs> Pop. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Dish Pickles has already uh, thrown in the wild magic, so. Oh, yeah. No, he, he hasn't. only spent five bits. It wasn't enough. Oh, it wasn't. With us. <laughs> oh, quick. Thanks, get Dish Pickle. Up. Get it up quick. And yeah. It's fine. I've cast it. It's gone. <laughs> Okay, Let's well, take a moment he... for any of the, anybody who's new to watching this. Uh, we do have the option for viewers to interact with the stream. There's a whole list of options you can choose from and see how that might affect uh, affect things. More, uh, more teasing of the wild magic. That seems to be a, fa <laughs> a, a trickster favorite. <laughs> I think it's just Dish Pickle. I think he's just got it out for us secretly. Probably. <laughs> I thought we were nice to him as moderators too, but I guess not. So before he can throw in oh, any wild me. magic, um, uh -oh. after now he's got it. Do it. <laughs> okay, well I'm doing it anyway. Um, I will grasp my holy symbol, and a little ball of light kind of floats out from it, and then um, in the middle of the dome a spectral sword and shield appear. Okay. And I cast uh, Guardian of Faith. And it will stay with us for eight hours. Um, okay. I mean, that seems kind of redundant from what I remember of the hut. Of the hut. Nope, nobody can see in once you step inside. And nobody well, can enter seen. except for whoever he chooses oh. to let enter. Mm -hmm. Unless somebody casts a spell magic on it. That's a possibility. But it's again I mean if you want to do that, that's fine. And we'll uh we'll roll the rant the wild magic. <laughs> a second time. So we got two wild magics to uh enjoy for, for later. Thirty-six. Alrighty, off for the for the race. So. I'm going to be really mad if it's fireball. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. I'm inside the hut. <laughs> so am I. I was going to say she's casting it inside the hut. I can't leave the hut. No, no you can't. <laughs> oh, no. What you said, you said 36? Everybody else yeah. got outside the hut. <laughs> All right. I want you to roll a d10. <laughs> Do I have to? Oh, this is how many rounds you last for? Yep. This is height or age. Find out in a minute. Oh, how much? Three? All right, your age changes. The number of years equals to the roll. If the roll is odd, you get younger. 
if the roll is even, you get older. So you de-aged three years. Great. I did not want to be 21 again. Well, there are some people who might argue that. Not me. Maybe you're 21 again with all the experience. A couple wrinkles disappear. A little bit of the laugh lines go away. So there's our first wild magic of the day. Never know what you're going to get. If it keeps on giving. Okay, so here's a question for you, Steve. While we're resting, I need to refresh a spell into the ring of storing. So I'm going to pop back into it a fireball. I'm not actually casting the spell I'm storing it into. Or am I casting it enough for the sense of wild magic? If you're going to cast a spell, you're going to get the wild magic. Okie dokie, I will embed Fireball into the Ring of Spell story then, and let's see what we get. Boy. Uh, that's a 28. Roll. <laughs> For the next minute, all your spells with a casting time of one action have a casting time of a bonus action. Oh. <laughs> That's a waste. Okay, so I really, really quickly cast the fireball spell into the ring. <laughs> you do that, you hear a, suckle, uh, a slight chuckle in the back of your head. <laughs> Alrighty, anything else to prepare for your long rest? So I'm going to be switching out one of my spells as part of the long rest. We talked about it yesterday. I'm going to be changing Charm Person for protection from evil and good. Good to go. I am also going to swap out using the wonderful new Tasha's abilities. I am going to swap out Mending as a Cantrip for Green Flame Blade. Woo! Works. Anari? Just rest, and I think my uh, spell slots are all set and good to go, I think. All right. Well, you guys are taking your long rest and applying long rest to your character sheets in D&D Beyond. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to D&D Beyond for all of those resources that are available, and a big and a uh, shout-out and an FYI that uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything has been released, and we are implementing uh, as many of those items as... Fitting for uh, this part for this party and this adventure, um, the Underdark is a very interesting and magical place. <laughs> so some of those effects will uh, will present themselves after your rest in the Underdark. So, uh, Chili tattoos are already in play, but uh, we might have an interesting uh, reaction to a tattoo come morning. <laughs> <laughs> so with that if you guys are good then you take your long rest everything's good you wake up your animal companions have bamfed away so it uh, apparently it is close it is close or close to what might be considered dawn on the surface world uh one of the other downsides to the underdark is Things like day-night cycles, circadian rhythm, and uh, weather have little to no purpose or little to no uh, influence here. So every day is 
Kind of the same. <laughs> oh, another another uh, cheer from Bits. Yeah, thanks, Heath. Good night, Heath. Yep. Good night. Good good night. Good sir. Enjoy your rest. Yep. Thanks for stopping by. Yes. So. Yes, yeah, so that's just one of the reasons I haven't been casting Druidcraft because there's no, no real point. sense. <laughs> oh no, you'd get weather. It's just the weather would be above ground and quite disconcerting. Right. Which was uh, anecdotally, I have one of I have a weather app that when I was walking out of my normal breakfast place on Saturday mornings. It gave me a notification that said light rain would start in 10 minutes. And I looked up and there's not a cloud in the sky. So I'm thinking, you know, somebody wants to cast a digital, digital corruption. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Any requests for spells today as I prepare? Well, I guess that's tomorrow morning. It's it's morning now. You're doing your morning kind of uh, figure out what's up. Um, I didn't know uh, the uh, tiny hut uh, it goes through its full eight hours and then kind of dissipates. You guys are all there. It's um, seems to be fairly quiet. So Shraggy's going to look a little confused. He's going to have a piece of paper in front of him. He's going to call his quill to light and he's going to try and write in his scroll. And nothing happens. I'm going to turn to the, my book and pick it up and flick through the pages. And he's going to read the book, and you're going to, you'll hear him muttering to it. And strangely, what's going to happen is the book's going to talk back to him, and there's going to be a little bit of a shuffling, and a tiny glowing face appears next to him. And it looks a little bit like this. <laughs> he's going to look a little bit surprised. He'll be like, Okay. And he'll find the face talked back to him a little bit silently. And I'm going to say that instead of a face, it's actually a full little figure that uh, is sitting there in full regalia, just kind of giving, give, just giving you the look in the eyebrow. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be staring, new. and I'm staring at Will. Will, do you have a mirror? Something's on your neck. It wasn't there yesterday. Spider or something? Your tattoo. I, you mean on my... I like take Whichever, off my I don't know. Grin. You notice that the tattoo that was etched into your uh, prosthetic arm has grown and is now covering more of your body. How high does it go? That's kind of, kind of, definitely in the neck, kind of in that ear thing, kind of a nice big kind of tribal image that stretched down, stretches down. You uh, kind of go around a corner, you kind of find a little spot to go around to get a little more privacy and take a further uh, look, and you see it's it, it's uh it's definitely grown quite a bit uh, across across your body. This is a strange morning. Drag, who's your new friend? Um, I think it's the book. What? The book, you know, talks. That's, that's her. Nice to meet you. I'm Will. 
Griffin that she's just going to basically... <laughs> you can see a rather a stern little face. She looks a little... Like, sort of probably crosses her arm and just like stamps her foot a bit. Cool. Can we hear her talking? I don't believe so. I believe it's going to be just uh, Shrag's uh, inner yep. voice. Can we see her <laughs> mouth moving when she talks? Yeah, you can kind of do it, but it's it's indistinguishable. So you can't use any kind of read lips or anything like that. It's it's more or less just kind of a... But the full conversation, inflection and tone and everything is inside Shrag's head. <laughs> just watch Fascinated for a while. He'll he'll lift his hat up, and because I mean she's glowing slightly, he'll lift his hat up, and she'll go and hide on it. He'll just put his hat back down. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> well, tell your friend it's nice to meet her. Does she have a I'm name? I'm not going to say what she said. <laughs> Does she have a name? Well, she said something about something beginning with T, but I didn't quite catch it. I think it's Tasha something. You know? say, we can say her name is Nat. <laughs> <laughs> she goes by Nat. Nat. <laughs> so it's now Nat in so the she, So, so she, is she as annoying as a Nat? Is, is this... Oh, no, no. She's not annoying. She's just very um, angry. Sarcastic. <laughs> I like her. She tells me off every now and then. <laughs> she said I don't do enough I damage. like her even more now. <laughs> she says I need to cast more fireballs. Just, you know, over there. Okay, should we get these guys home? Yes. I think that would probably be a wise choice. We definitely should do that. Should we provide transportation again? It will. Yes, I can absolutely do that. Alrighty. <clears throat> Let's see what comes out. Need to roll 3d8. One, two, three. And that's a one, a four, and a five. So a rat, a goat. Oh, good luck riding that. <laughs> a rat, a goat, and a giant goat. <laughs> Already. So I'll have the rat just kind of uh, stay like 30 feet in front of us. Kind of do some silent reconnaissance with that one. Can Shrag ride a regular sized goat? Probably not. Okay. I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <clears throat> Alrighty, huh. that's fine. I'll walk for a bit. Sorry, right. Shraggy. You all ready to ready to go? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, go ahead and start off with your stealth checks, because I imagine you're still going to be trying to be very stealthy through here. Twenty-three for Shrag. Okay. Yes. 24. So let's get these bad rolls out of the way. I only got a 16 this time. 15. Hundred bits. Did a hundred bits give the party? 
No, but Dish Pickle just did another one. Yep. <clears throat> just another wild magic in play. Yep, yep, yep. God, I could be mean and go ahead and cast Druid Craft, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yes, you will know the weather on the surface is nice and exactly. bright and sunny. <laughs> All good. Alrighty. The chat is wondering why my tattoo grew. Uh, the reason why is the you have the tell us again the tattoo you have. Life well tattoo. The life well tattoo in what in UA was considered a rare item. Now that it's been published in Tasha's, it's considered a very rare. And when you look up the tattoos, the uh, the rarity of the tattoo means it covers more of your body. More rare, more um, bigger. Yep. Oh, oh, okay, we we got three wild magics lined up. God, why? <laughs> yep. You're really hurting me because I'm the main caster here. <laughs> well, the two of you. Point, Shrug's gonna look at you and just go, "Excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I guess you probably do more than I do. I just I'm the one who ran out of spell slots yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, I, w- I would have been close. It was only the last wild magic that actually gave me all my spell slots back again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. Um, sorry, sorry, it's early. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. The thing is, you're not the only spellcasters in this group. Nope. I was say that one of the deep gnomes I thought was, wasn't he? All, all deep gnomes are. All three, all of them are. Okay. <laughs> Sacrificial lambs. I mean, I'm sorry. No, um, companions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, but okay. So, so shall we continue on our travel? So we have our stealth checks. Yep. Alrighty. And you go ahead and uh, you head out, and as you kind of uh, progress down. following the path in you see a point where there's a divert you kind of have a a four-way intersection uh off to the off to as you're as you're facing south west uh to the left and right uh, appear to be two more caverns that lead into uh these lo- these uh carved out structures um kind of looking looking at them what do you guys what do you guys do as you kind of look and look through and look you're standing at this four-way intersection and these are caverns as opposed to buildings this time the cow the, they open up into buildings as uh we described kind of think of it oh, okay. like the uh i'm uh, the way i'm picturing it is kind of like how the pueblo indians built over there in in the in the southwest united states where they had these big caverns and you saw these structures kind of built into the cavern that was carved out um so you kind of looking through you kind of see that uh off to the left and right um both of them appear to be like single floor structures so there isn't a big cavernous area are we gonna i turn to the group are we gonna look at every single building we come across i I think we need to keep moving and as long as nothing's coming out to bother us we shouldn't go in to bother them no matter how much I would love to explore every inch of this place, I don't think that's practical. No, no, we, 
we've got people in tow that we need to get back safely because maybe we can handle ourselves, but they they may not be so lucky. So I think we need to get them to safety first, get ourselves yep. established, yep. and then I range agree. out from there. Drag, you sound so grown up all of a sudden. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Fucking <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <throat> my throat. <clears throat> all right. So, um, are is anybody making? What else are you doing as you're kind of progressing through because this is kind of an undiscovered area for you is anyone trying to cartographer the whole thing as you're going through for mate for later or, or is it just focusing on getting through as quietly as possible i'll try to keep a rough map going so that we kind of know where we've been and and kind of what we've encountered okay and yeah if you want wanna... if you want perception check rolls at the at the doors just to make sure you know we don't see anything coming out at us you know, I'd, I'd like yeah. to at least take that much time just to kind of glance and make sure that there's nothing there that will be on our back trail, so to speak. And uh, I'd like to make sure I'm helping because having at least a rough idea of where we've been and uh, a place this big, I think may be beneficial after a couple of days down here. Yep. Sounds good. So I'm going to put a little tick mark on the pathways because you didn't go... You aren't going to go further in to investigate, but at least to marking where it is on the map. Mm -hmm. So, but we went into the first one, right? Yep, the first one. This that's one? why I put the tick mark kind of in the center there. Okay. Yep. So, all right. So, as you come down, uh, continuing down, you come to a point where the road, uh, the path kind of diverges and seems to head north. And then, uh, and the other path continues south. The gnomes are leading to looking to go south. They say that the other path leads uh, north and uh, back toward back toward where where they came in. So we'll follow them. Continue south. All right. I'll put a little tick for that path uh, path head for later. Coming through. Uh, you come through, and then there's another pathway that leads into another structure. Um, the other thing and did, as we're did walking you want... by these, if one looks different than the rest, one looks new, it looks like someone has been there, we may want to take a look at something like that. But if they're all just kind of the same looking building and structure and decrepitness and decay then i think we're gonna be more apt to just walk by it what do you guys think yeah and and <clears throat> do you want perception checks on those steve or just if you if you if you want to well given what shad's just looking for you're not gonna kind of need to do that if you want to look for that um identify okay 23 then 22 all right. Uh, this one looks to be another uh, single-story uh, structure carved into the carved into the cavern. Uh, nothing. Uh, most of the age on these look about the same. So, if one it turns out to be a larger structure, then I'll I, then I'll that, that's why we're doing that. But okay. the city is old. Right. Let me know if you want me to cast detect magic. I can take ten minutes and do it without a spell slot. <clears throat> That's up to the party. <laughs> yeah. Just letting you know it's available today. All right. Uh, that's, that's within 30 feet, or what's the range on that? Yeah, yeah, it's only 30 feet. That's what um, I was going to say. So if we're not really in somewhere where we've got something identified, I don't think you want to waste that. 
or I guess it would it be also, wasted, but we wouldn't want to take the time. It also lasts for 10 minutes, so I can keep doing it as we're walking, if we want. I'm just letting you know I can do it today. Cool. Alright, um, with those perceptions, though, for you guys, you do notice looking about that um, this section of of the tunnel uh, appears to be uh, weak, it appears to be uh, kind of unsafe as you're looking up. Uh, you see uh, cracks along the ceilings and the wall every so as you kind of step through and any kind of conversation that's above a whisper uh, is enough to kind of you see little trickles of dust start to fall from the uh, ceiling area. So gives you the kind of gives to... you the indication that the quieter, the better. <laughs> I think we need to move quickly and quietly through this area and get out of here as fast as possible. So I'm going to have y'all roll another stealth check. Really wish I was better at this. Uh, 25. Pass without trace would have been helpful, but you know. <laughs> 21. I don't want to waste the spell slot because I only have two second level spell slots. All right. And 21. it only lasts an hour. An hour, would you? Nat 20 for a 30. Sweet. Yes. Obsidian, you got a what? 22. Rag? As 25. All right. <clears throat> and the gnomes will, of course, because, you know. So you're able to go, and for the next uh, 100 feet or so, progressing through the cavern, uh, you go through very quietly, and you don't really uh, see anything. And as you uh, come out of that space, you see another path that leads into another cavern. Um, who wants to look through to kind of perceive through? I'll, uh, I'll, I got a 21. I'll do one. I was going to say, I got a 24. So. Nice. All right, you see that this one appears to be a large uh, five-floor structure that seems to extend up in the, in the, in the as it kind of builds up. So you kind of come in, you see the, it kind of opens up a little bit and you see what, what appears to be five floors, ground floor and then four up in this uh, lar in this area. Wow. Are there windows mm -hmm. on these floors? Like little, least, if, like little cutout when little cutout when uh, some cutout windows on some of them, um, okay. various bits of fungi on. grow that give you that slight illumination. All right, I'm gonna hop on the broom, and I'm just gonna go take a peek in a couple of the windows at the upper levels and see if I see anything. Okay. Do you want me to come with you, Shrag? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not Shrag, Obsidian. <laughs> sure. Okay. Hop on, or who's got a broom? I will hop on my broom and join him. Yep. All right. Just uh, so we can look in, see if there's anything that we tells us we should come in here for any reason. Nothing that you can kind of see. Uh, again, a lot like the rest of it. So with your dark vision and what you can see, uh, you're not seeing a whole lot. Uh, obviously, you'd probably want to spend more. If you wanted to really do a thorough search, you could, but that's going to take uh, yep. several hours. Yep. So I'll, I'll just, we'll just hop on down and keep on walking. Keep, we'll relay. We didn't see anything and keep on trucking. Okay. 
kind of say that you kind of got in up there and then back. I'm going to just keep flying on my broom. Just How high is the... Is this one of the main passages or is this one of the narrower ones? Uh, you're still on kind of a main thoroughfare through. So it's still 20 by 20 pretty much? Yep, 20 by 20. All right, I just marked uh, an area for where the hazard is. So coming around, it, the path kind of loops around into another uh, side cavern for another set of, for another building. And this one uh, appears to be kind of a two-story structure. I'll just save the uh, save the perception checks. Uh, two-story structure in the uh, in the carved-out area. Again. Uh, to find out more, you'd have to go through and try and go room by room. If there's nothing that stands out, I, I don't think we would want to stop. I think we want to take the time, yeah. I agree okay. with that. Yep. Coming through, got another one. Same. This if one's actually... nothing that stands out? Uh, you know, this one's a single floor. Kind of, kind of, uh, kind of low, huh? low area. This one's kind of like that 10-foot ceiling is the whole space because it's only a single floor. And most as you go in there, you see that you're just a little bit carved out just to see the front of what the building is and a couple of different doors that lead in. So coming around, there's one more uh, area with a, with a structure. Uh, this one seems to be kind of a, kind of a, f a four floor structure that's there. Got the ground one, then a couple of uh, two or three more that lead up and Kind of carved out. Again, just the and just the front area is carved away. The rest of it is all leading into what the build, leading into the has, front of the building. Has there any? Has there been any evidence of like traffic through this area, or that this has been recently passed through, or is this still uh, like a thousand a, year old? Give me a survival check. Not my greatest strength. I got an eleven. Not that you can really tell as far as uh, what's been through here. There are various, you know, cobwebs and stuff, but again, so no kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of usual. But the weird thing about it is just the, 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 some of the, some of the, just the, the ambient noise around. There isn't, it's, it's very kind of stale and, and quiet and whatnot. And it's, uh, a little disconcerting. I, I mean, you see the patch as you've kind of gone through because you're about half a day or a, a couple of hours have been gone th gone through here because you're being careful and walking through. So it's been about two, three hours since you set out. And it's just that whole kind of place feels almost feels like a tomb. It's just so devoid of anything other than little bits of the various fungi that give you that slight bit of bioluminescence in the dark. As we, yeah, like uh, Shad's background, <laughs> Obsidian's background. Um, a little bit. I would like to collect some of these glowing mushrooms. Okay. You want to collect some mushrooms? Yes, please. I don't oh. know if they're poisonous or delicious or neither, but we can I'll find out. It out later. Another, <laughs> another, another plug for yeah. Tasha's. <laughs> Tasha's actually has tables for tasting mushrooms. What? <laughs> do we do we want to do what is it a survival a nature check before uh sampling the goods there i wasn't gonna 
sample it right now. I was just going to select them. <laughs> Don't you like sampling mysterious mushrooms while you're on the oh, death trek is a good idea. <laughs> just collecting so. them for later. Exactly. So so here's a question. Se seeming Shraggy is kind of like a goblin and he might have had sort of like interaction stuff like this for cooking and seeming he is a cook, um, could he give an investigation check to see if they're edible or not? Yes, he could. I will have a little peek. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you can eat those. They're fine. Yeah. Um, that'll be a total of six. <laughs> um, they don't appear unusual. They just seem like fungi that kind of glow. He just shrugs and just like, huh? Shrooms. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. All Thanks right. for trying. Huh? Thanks for trying. <laughs> All right, I'll just put under dark mushrooms and you can let me know later how much I got. Um. <clears throat> It depends on how much you want to how much you want to grab. I mean, if you're kind of picking through as you go, then you know you could wind up real quick. You could wind up with a lot, or just take a just a little bit to kind of experiment with. I want like a little paper sandwich bag full of them. Okay. <laughs> Collecting various yeah. different types to kind of for your own knowledge. Yeah, they're interesting and they're kind of pretty. But also, do, do the, the deep gnomes react badly at all when we try and gather these? Do they try and stop us? They kind of give you, like, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, they're not opposed to it. They collect mushrooms and stuff, too. I mean, they live under here, and, you know, you're a goblin, so they're kind of, eh. <laughs> That is. <laughs> All right, progressing through, and as you uh, come out of that cavern and come into another one, uh, this one opens up into a kind of a larger uh, space. Uh, this one is this this huge cavern you guys kind of walk into now. As you your vision your vision only extends but so far, but. From what you can see is um, it's got a hundred foot high roof. So Shrag, you can actually slightly see or you can see the roof line as it kind of goes in this kind of huge domed space. Um, looking about, you see that there are these huge stalks of fungi type plants. Uh, at one point, this was a, a grove or an orchard of some type, but in the time since the city has been abandoned the plant life kind of withered and then now all of this fungi kind of goes in and it's various colors and illumination it's it's almost psychedelic in just the amount of uh dim light that kind of goes through you can see there are actually paths that have been laid in cobblestone paths that kind of go through with little little tidbits of mushrooms that grow every so often kind of like when you think of like the sidewalks and the little weeds that grow up in between the creeks and cracks of the stone you, you see that as it goes through um there are different fountains and whatnot spaced out throughout the uh bit and you see the paths kind of as you kind of go through you see paths kind of wind up uh, you see that right now the path uh, extends uh, east and uh, east and west. The gnomes are obviously going to go more to the western side. 
of the path. I think we're going to follow the gnomes. Yep. Yeah, and I'd like follow to know how to get on the... Yeah, and I'm going to get up on the broom and go up about 40 feet in the air. Okay. Since I have a 60 feet dark vision. Okay. To try and give me a little bit better overall view to see if I see anything hostile. <laughs> well, different, just a unique. Uh, preliminary, just a preliminary scan of the area. <laughs> you see that there's, uh, as you kind of do the quick little search pattern over at that height. Uh, you see that the the pathways kind of lead up and you see kind of like these large terrace style bridges that seem to extend over uh, this uh, some of the space. But as far as just the, the general bit, there is, um, give me a perception. You're kind of scanning about. Oh, plus eight. Uh, Twelve. All right. How far, uh, you don't see anything as you scan about. Um, how far away from the party do you scan over? Do you try to stay above them? Uh, I'm going to stay like 30, 40 feet above them, but fairly close to them. I don't want to be too far away from them. Okay. So from what you're seeing. From you an east-west any... distance, just a, just a height distance. Yeah. From what you can see kind of looking through, it's just kind of, it's there. Um, you're not seeing any kind of uh, movement or anything that really kind of sticks out as unusual. Okay. Goat is eating a mouthful of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> the rat's running through, smelling everything all happy. And I would like to go up on my broom about 20 feet up and just my eyes are just sparkling with how beautiful this place is. Yeah, it's a big scan out of all the various stuff. So pretty. This is my favorite room. <laughs> I could I could live here if it wasn't so deadly. I could live here. All right. <laughs> so you're kind of coming through. Um, there's a path that kind of continues around south, and then there's one that kind of spirals into a staircase into one of the terrace bridges. That's the one the gnomes uh, try to go for. So coming up the bridge, coming into this kind of wide area, it, it's it's up enough, it's up about 20 feet above the ground. So you can kind of look over and get a good distance view and see again, some of these stalks are like 30, 40 feet tall. Some of them are, are short. I mean, it's if you could picture like, uh, uh, an untouched forest only instead of uh, carnifer trees it's these mushroom style fungus uh, style trees and you read a little bit of it on some of your research about the underdark going in this is some of the stuff has got the texture and structure that it would be used in place of wood for construction or resource use Wood, wood substitute. Yes. Very, very, very sturdy wood substitute. In the, so in the underdark. So does it have like the color of wood or is it? No, it's actually very, uh, some of it varies. Some of it's kind of a deep gray. Some of it would be like a, a pale purple. Um, it, it, I mean, most creatures with dark vision, they see in shades of gray, but 
with you guys with with some of what you're seeing is like as you kind of look at it and extend a little light pretty much just like shrag's new background very much like <laughs> i love it <laughs> maybe little insects that flow around like little firefly type things that in the for underdark variants i mean it's very kind of like mesmerizing new base <laughs> you can certainly try <laughs> let's clear let's out the whole underdark and make this our new base <laughs> um real quick uh as you're coming around the path i need you to roll perception checks 25 Oops. 19 12 I, I, I think Shrag might have actually licked that last mushroom. He only got a six. <laughs> a little, little hallucination to himself there. One pupil is dilated. Twitching a little bit. <laughs> more, what does me and my 25 see? see something um you don't really see anything uh you see that there uh, as you're coming through you do see that there is uh, a group of mushrooms that um have it have just a little bit different color palette to them but they're motionless and they don't and you kind of you can see them and you kind of and but they haven't noticed you guys so real quick uh stealth check to try and get by the mushrooms haven't noticed us that doesn't bode well That's ominous exactly hey if they come to life you could say that they're my cunned guys i'll get my coat yeah <laughs> you, you need to be smacked for that one absolutely 24 for an Aryan. Oh, sorry, guys. I rolled two fours. Oh, so no. I have a 14. oh man! <laughs> and Shrag got a twenty-eight. He's off his own little world at the moment. He, he he's in the face. But Shrag I'm on my broom. So You're on your I'm, broom. I'm up. I'm up. But I only rolled a fourteen. Will you on your You're on your broom. What'd you get? Nineteen. Okay, the broom saved you. <laughs> <laughs> making so much noise up there how do you make that much noise when you're just flying on a broom <laughs> aren't you glad you got the broom obsidian <laughs> so uh you're able to navigate through past these uh these mushrooms and uh move into the next cavern um which is where we're going to take a quick break so i can uh pull put that map up real quick and we'll be back in about 10 minutes. But uh, yeah, lucked out on yet another encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you were on the broom. It would have been kind of cool to fight some myconids, but it also might have been deadly. So, you know, I feel like that's going to be the theme of this whole place down here. It would have been cool, but it might have killed us. <laughs> yeah. Well, well um, you know, there's a lot to explore. 
I think with the gnome, like we did with the gnomes, though, I think we're going to need some allies down here too. So if we can find ways to make some friends when we can, <laughs> that would certainly be helpful. Yes, it probably would. Huh? I want to make friends with mushrooms. <laughs> That's possible. I say, it, that can't be. That won't be animal handling. But I wonder what that would be. Um, anyway, Could, sorry. Just being sort of like a, a more undergroundy dwelling kind of race. Could Shrag make a nature check to see if he can remember whether all mushrooms? Yes, you can totally are... make a nature check on those mushrooms you guys just passed. Okay, I got a twenty-two. Uh, though it was good thing warning everybody to kind of add to their distance. And again, as you commenting to, to Obsidian as you guys leave, is those were a type of uh, creature called a Shrieker that are typically used as an early warning system. If you get um, within range and they perceive you, they start to make a loud, audible noise that will alert anything within range <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm really glad we didn't do that <laughs> me too i don't like that <laughs> nope um, yeah human-sized mushroom that emits a piercing screech to drive off creatures that disturb it other creatures use the fungi as an alarm signal to the approach of prey or villainous intelligent races in the Underdark cultivate shriekers on the outskirts of their communities to discourage trespassers. Yeah, can we uh, note those appearances and look out for them in the future? <laughs> yes. Yep, Shrag sits there, gives you a, as you guys kind of go and you take a quick, uh, take a break and a, a kind of some rations and kind of look about, he gives you a complete nature lesson on that to kind of help you out with trying to discover those that cool. image makes me super happy me and obsidian and anarian sitting like crisscross applesauce eating our hard tack while uh shrag is like and throw then over here <laughs> yes i see the telescopic one it's like let's put it here let's put it here Actually, actually, I'm thinking more like the uh, he's got the book and he's trying to go in there. And you see in the book kind of give you a nice detailed like uh, old school anatomy lesson uh, drawing on that. Yeah. And, and, and his little companion, the, the book's uh, spirit kind of sits there and kind of sits on the on the top of the book, kind of cross legs, sitting there just kind of watching you all like a, a teacher while you had the presentation up on the background. <laughs> Oh my yes. god, I love it so much. Yes. That's my mental image when I think of it. <laughs> no, that would be absolutely perfect. So swinging her little legs over the top of the pages. Yep. Yep. Just drinking her tea. <laughs> yep, no, we like that a lot. Okay. Gonna, All right. Well, with that, we're going to take our break. So hang out with us. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. So see y'all in a few. And say we did. <laughs> Alrighty, and we're back. <laughs> Check on the feed, still got those wild magics. Oh, I forgot about that. Taking a look. Back in the killer tomatoes, really? <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, so those were the rotten tomatoes being thrown at Shrag for his poor puns. Terrible puns. That's fair. <laughs> so, Oops. 
kind of looking in for this next space that we're moving into. I added with the for our discovery, I added our mic our uh, shriekers. Nice. So that there were a so, couple there. So can we tell if they're trying to protect the tile we were in or the tile we're going into? Oh, good question. Unknown. Mm. That would pro. I mean, how about an insight check? Okay. Plus five. Sixteen. Oh, Fourteen. Fourteen and sixteen. Um, considering that the grove was a lot of fungus type things, uh, probably a good bet that they were positioned. They're positioned for dealing with uh with that area so it definitely it definitely clues you in that there was more in there that you just didn't happen to come across okay and may not want to come across again bowman were trying to find artifacts i mean it it is a con in there of something Maybe well how are we going to figure but again out art, artifacts the i i mean i I suppose mushrooms would want to hang on to artifacts, but maybe not. I don't know. But I think part of what I'm thinking is if we get to the gnome enclave, this is their area. They might know something or have heard of a description of these mm -hmm. items and we'd have better idea of which direction to head. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why I'm can... trying to trying to keep these guys safe and get them where, where they belong so we can try to establish those relationships. Forever. Smurf Neblin. Smurf Neblin. Smurf Neblins. Smurf. Smurf. Smurf Neblin. Okay. I'm just calling them Smurfs. Smurfs. <laughs> Under Smurfs. Under Smurfs. There you go. <laughs> so, do you want a new stealth check, sir? All yep. right. We're in a new tile. You guys took your took your little lunch break. Ooh. You got it. Thirty. Wow. 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 So now it's my turn to have the low one. I've got a 15. Uh, I used my nat 20, unfortunately, it looks like. Uh, All right. I got a 23. Can I roll with advantage and see if I can get higher than the nat 20? Does that deserve does that... <laughs> And what justifies that? I didn't see anything that know. gave it to you. <laughs> I have my Boots of Elven kind, which gives me advantage, but when you roll a nat 20 on the first roll, there's no sense in Yeah. <laughs> no real need. <laughs> Rogues, man. I know, right? <laughs> the only class that might get higher than a nat 20 on stealth. second breakfast of cookies <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, as you guys uh, progress into this area uh, the first place you come into is a huge I mean everything's kind of everything's huge but this one is kind of a carved structure and the rooms inside this uh, two-story or this three-story structure uh, you have one story that lead, that goes above ground. You have your ground floor, and then you have one above that. 
and then you notice that there's a stair there's a couple of stairwells that lead to one below ground and the there are several rooms in here that are huge like banquet hall size rooms meeting rooms type things whereas the in the previous buildings you were so you kind of were in and what the rooms were smaller like um kind of like a apartment size uh dwell like new york apartment size dwellings um and then in this area these this this particular building you come into has got these huge large rooms like uh meeting hall meeting hall size rooms you're not quite sure what because again most all your furniture and any indication that gave you a real clear identification of what the bill what the purpose was has long since been decayed or cannibalized and you and and elsewhere so it's just a huge open space or a series of open spaces as you go from room to room to navigate your way through and with the gnome's assistance I would like to ask the gnomes if they know anything about this room or this series of rooms. Why is this one so much larger? Do you know what used to happen here? Um, they're unsure, but given dwarven architect, given the fact that this was originally a dwarven place, uh, this would probably be something like maybe a warehouse district or someplace for storing things. Whereas the previous ones were more like uh, villas and residentials and taverns and little little shops and stuff this one's more like this one the warehouse district basically or yep. large meeting areas when you had to get hundreds of them together because mm. you can cool. kind of see that as you look at some of the rooms are big enough to house a hundred plus dwarves <laughs> in the room wow. so uh, quite quite interesting and as you as you kind of look through because I don't know, are you going to try and search through as many of the rooms as you can, or is it just find the fastest way through the building? I think this looks like you said it was, it had already been pretty picked over and cleaned out by previous mm -hmm. parties coming through. Yeah. Um, then I'm, I'm thinking that unless the gnomes are going to indicate that there might be a reason to do any searches, we'll try to just move through as quickly as possible. Okay. Um... I like look wistfully up a staircase and I'm like, okay, we'll explore later. Um, uh, let's see. Obsidian, go ahead and give me a D12 roll. Ew. Okay. As you guys kind of work your way through into a uh, pathway, this one's kind of a narrower pathway. So this one's uh, in that 10 foot by 10 foot area as you walk through this one. Uh, Will, go ahead and give me a D12 roll. So are we in here? Is yep. this what you're talking about? Okay. Why am I rolling a D12? <laughs> because the DM asked you to. Five. What could go wrong? Okay. <laughs> As you're coming through, you come to a break uh, path. Uh, the path that leads north is a little bit wider. It's in that 20 foot uh, type of size and then uh, continues along in the 10 foot. Shrag, go ahead and give me a d12 roll. Uh -oh. 
That would be a five. Yeah. Uh, moving into another uh, open space. Um, this one it appears to be just a single floor type thing, again, with these large uh, rooms, storerooms, meeting rooms, something of that nature. Uh, Anari, go ahead and give me a d12 roll. All right, that is going to be a two. Yeah. Um, another stealth check in this particular building? Yeah. <laughs> That's much better. Ooh, 26 or 27, which shall I choose? <laughs> 22. 27. 17. glad I have advantage on stealth because I keep rolling really bad on my first rolls. <laughs> What'd you get? 17. Okay. Uh, as you guys uh, progress through through a couple of different buildings, um, go ahead and give me perception checks. <laughs> 25 for an Aryan. Okay. 18. 16. 13 with advantage. Um, as you guys uh, walk through these, at some point, um, Anari kind of signals everybody to stop and kind of looks down a hallway a ways and uh, just outside that, that range of, uh, just at that range of vision, um, motioning Shrag to, to come up and look as well and you looking down the hallway you see uh, a troll kind of lumber by followed by a mind flare and another mind flare as they walk through uh, the other end of the hallway at about and in a, across a room so it's like they don't notice you because you're so quiet but you see them pass by and that's in this building. Which I was going to ask the same question. Yeah. In that in that uh, structure right there. Again, it's carved into various rooms and hallways, but you're able to kind of you know get behind a door, kind of kind of look, and as Anari kind of clues you in, you see a troll and and two mine uh, two trolls and two mind flayers walk by. Mind flayers more or less levitating because they don't walk anywhere. <laughs> but you see the trolls kind of lumber by. Uh, going in a different direction from you. Hmm. Okay. That's not good. Nope. And do we I'm feel we really... need to be through this room to get out the other side? Is this the, the only way out? Uh, you're kind of... It looks that way. You, yeah. you can kind of navigate your way through as long as you're you're careful and kind of come out the backside. Really tempted to ambush these guys, but I think we need to keep moving. I'm I'm leaving it up to you. You have the element of surprise right now. Do a quick whisper to huddle. <laughs> what do you guys think? 
Do you think it would be safer to try to get rid of these so they're not at our backs or to just sneak by? Well, I haven't seen this, so I'm not too concerned about them at our backs. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's if, if word starts to get out and they're looking for us after what's happened up there, it's going to show them a trail of where we're going. We get past I, yeah. this, they can move the trail a bit. That's what I'm yeah. thinking is discretion may be the better part of valor in this particular yep, case. Yep. Yeah, we're yeah. going to keep going. Yeah. All right. Quick and quiet. I guess we don't have to fight everything we see. That's fair. All right. We don't have to fight everything we don't see either. <laughs> <laughs> so moving through. Usually the things we don't see fight us. Yeah. Too true. Too true. <laughs> so now we move into our next tile. <clears throat> and as you kind of come into this uh, central spot, you see there's several paths that seem to. There's a couple that branch off, and one that kind of lead. One that branches off north, and one that branches off further south, and one that seems to continue in a uh, out of a north, uh, a west northwesterly direction. Which way are the uh, gnomes indicating we should go? Um, they take a moment to look. Somewhere over in this area. Yeah, I'm kind of aiming in that direction. But so as far as what you guys can see, it's the paths left and left and right, and straight down. They do see that it opens up into the big twenty foot um, area, uh, twenty foot pathway. Oh darn! Oh, uh, what a shame. <laughs> Thankfully, See? I have all my notes. So. Consult the table. I always worry when you consult the table. Table of doom. Okay. Is there a reason my roll twenty is not updating? seeing that the uh, screen the map on twitch has more lines than my roll 20 does mm. I, I noticed that too oh yeah same here might want to refresh your roll 20 maps then refreshing or articulating splines that would be why my splines needed to be reticulated that just sounds painful. As I said, refreshed and it's still the same. Hang on. Yep. I figured it out. Okay. Uh, he's, on, he's on the DM layer. <clears throat> oh, there we go. Ah! Look at all that progress we've made, guys. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then you zoom out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't know that. <laughs> no, that's the beauty of map of map map making. Yeah. You know nothing, Shragnas. Oh, we um, know lots. They know nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said Shragnas. <laughs> so that in consulting the gnomes, they're they're still thinking about which is the best. Yeah, they're best gonna best. they're gonna want to move uh north move northwest, so they're gonna move in that direction. Okay. But you see a couple of different uh like you see, a, like I said, there's a path that diverges this way. There's a path that leads here and another path and kind of looking through that particular building. Apparently my Trilla didn't save what it was, so. Rude. I know, right? So. That just means it's not important. That's right. Yeah, I think we probably need to continue with our same procedures as um you know give it a quick glance but unless there's something that we observe as threatening we need to keep moving particularly with roving patrols of uh mind flares and trolls nasties yeah it's probably a little bit too close to that for comfort okay yeah, better that we see them before they see us End up being... <clears throat> all right so seeing uh progressing through and then it'll wind up being very short. <laughs> but uh, seeing a couple more different offshoots, and then you come to another large junction mm -hmm. where some of the, where some of the paths seem to diverge out, and the gnomes actually start to turn turn in more of a southwesterly direction. Okay, then I think we need to continue following them. All right, yep. um, go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay. 24. Okay. 21. Okay. Mine is going to be an 18. Uh, Shraggy? Shraggy's on the 15. 15? Okay. Yep. Um, as you guys uh, come to a junction where another path seems to emerge in, uh, the deep no the gnomes kind of stop and look about and uh, look like they start to signal someone. And as you kind of look over, you see a, a, a small a small group of four more deep gnomes coming down the path and merging up with you. And the gnomes kind of greet each other with uh, with with back and forth on their language, <laughs> kind of going on. And a few of them, uh, uh, one of them, they point to you as a group, and then they communicate a little bit more amongst themselves. So with the Helm of Comprehend Languages, um, would I be able to understand what they're communicating back and forth? Yep. Yeah, you, was... you hear them talk back and forth about greeting and uh, where you've been, you've been missing for a couple of weeks, what's happened. And they talk about how they were uh, kid. They were they ran into a patrol of Duergar, and the Duergar captured them. And they were toward doing what Duergar do. A few choice, uh, colorful words, <laughs> that even the helm has a hard time translating. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as we're not actually talking about, hey, we went out hunting for food. We found yeah. some. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I. Uh... I don't want to give them any indication that I'm understanding what they're saying back and forth. Just kind of want to wait but and see um, how they proceed. 
you do hear the they talk about you, you do hear the conversation talk about you guys and how you would have killed all of the Dorgar and uh, on we're helping them get back and add that you wanted to kind of work with them to get back to their enclave. So and turns out the other group is a patrol that was out kind of searching for them as cautiously as they can. And it is uh, it's like, all right, so now they're going to uh, come with you. And you're pretty much right there. So as you kind of progress in, you see a couple more uh, paths. But you now come into the beginnings of the uh, gnome kind of enclave that they have uh, carved out. This is a section that's probably about some 1,500 to 2,000 feet in in scope as where this this community of deep gnomes have uh, set up shop. Okay. Is there any kind of sort of perceivable gate or anything that they've they've closed it off with, or is it just sort of a, a transition of the corridor into buildings and such? One moment. Uno momento, por favor. Uno momento. Didn't think you guys would get here that fast. My own fault. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with us. We could take a whole session in one square, or we could make it across the entire map. Well, you know, it's all, it's all about how the dice dice decide to kind of go about things, you know? Often that is true. I mean, if you want to, we can go back and get the, the mind flares if you want. I mean, if you fancy a bit of excitement, there will. Troll steak? <laughs> mind flare calamari? Yeah. Uh, as you guys uh, come into the uh, enclave, the walls begin to narrow and the corridor rapidly shrinks uh, to... A much smaller space. Uh, you guys have to kind of move in a single file line as you kind of move through. Um, you hear uh, some metal on stone as a set of um, set of, as kind of an iron portcullis closes uh, uh, opens as you pass and then closes behind you, and then. Uh, you you see uh, more of the deep gnomes as they all start to a couple of them start to come out and they lead you to kind of their uh, kind of their central area for their uh, leader and to have a conver- conversation. Cool. Awesome. Um. So, how do you got? What do you guys want? What do you guys uh, want? How do you guys want to proceed? Greetings. We are uh, on a mission to the Underdark, seeking certain items. Perhaps you can help us in uh, understanding where these might be obtained. Yep. Um, the uh, person you're talking to uh, is a uh, is an elderly uh, deep gnome. His hair has gone like stark white. Uh, with age and uh, he's kind of in a position of reverence with the others uh, introduces him uh, uh, with uh, with the others vouching for you his name is Eyes uh, uh, Angle I-R-Z-A-N-G-L-E um, you hear some of the uh, with your helm you kind of hear the, the, it's kind of referred to as the Barrow Warden pretty much the uh chief of this particular enclave okay. um and so it's, uh, it's like 
you're here searching. It's kind of like, what, what are you searching for? We give him a description of the uh, the different shards that we've been sent out, and the crisp and the globe sphere, sphere that we're that we're searching for um, to describe what we're what we're seeking. Okay. It's called the shards of day. They're supposed to all fit together somehow. He's not familiar with that one, but as you describe the various blades um, and and pieces, because you have a full description on right. them. Uh, he goes, yes, I know of them. Uh, the white-haired elves have the starry one you described. I think they worship it or something. No, it's hard to tell with drow. Uh-oh. Um, the bright one you describe is in the hands of the fishmen, uh, on the lake to the west. <laughs> Not far off. Which one did they have? The, the bright, one? the bright one, the starry the one, one is the drow. The drow have the starry one. Yeah. The bright the one bright is the in the hands of the fishmen of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they probably find. Uh, also, know where you'd find yet. Um, he appear. He also know where you can find another one. He appears at you and says, "Uh, it's like we can help each other." I can supply you with food and water and guides. What I need from you are your sword arms and spells. I have an eye monster to deal with. The creature terrorizes my people to the north and blocks our way to fertile fungi, fungi gardens, fungi gardens. Uh, we are forced to make a long march around the area controlled by the many-eyed horror. That journey is sometimes as deadly as the creature. I need guards to protect my miners and engineers while they block the tunnels where the creature roams. I think that we can help each other. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Happy with that one. If you can give us safe haven and uh, food and water and a place to work from. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that would be agreeable. Yep. He's also willing to uh, give you some compensation for uh, your your assistance. Um, We're always up for negotiating compensation. Yeah, he has a he has a he has a bag of uh, a bag of uh, jewels that they've mined, worth roughly five thousand gold. Wow! Wow! That's the Underdark can be a very profitable place. Especially because especially because deep gnomes spe- <laughs> like to mine and they do cut like jewelry. So they can they have uh, quite a bit of it. Okay. So with that in mind, um, what uh, what terms other than our sword arms and spells are you seeking? Uh, just to provide uh, protection for the miners as they go into that area. Okay. I think we're agreeable to that. And I'll look around for at the how party. Long? Is it just as a one-time thing? Yeah, it's kind of a kind the, of help, help them get the there, person. get a look, clear the clear out the clear out the area and to secure it, and then go from there. Okay, okay. That's not good. Providing you a, a safe haven and space for that. Let's do it. Um, given their knowledge of the area as well, could they assist by helping flesh out the the map of what we've started to create and provide more information for that, and also give us some guidance on what we may have passed through and what we've seen. Sure. Say, in the immediate area. Yeah, they can they, they expand on that some more. They say that they've uh 
and they let you know they sit there and they let you know um that's the the city is vast and that there are various villas and residences and and what look to be like silos and several generations have kind of stripped the place bare of any wood or usable materials um over the years because some of the like it's the uh the the uh barrel barrel leader he's roughly uh, as you get into conversing with him um he's about 200 plus years old so he's got a long memory of what they've seen that they've seen uh the mind flares in about the area there have been drow driders uh various other other under uh, orcs have uh come through the area at some point um they uh kind of give you a a survival uh some help with the survival stuff um various undead have been seen in there because those those tend to occur so um, and they flesh out your map some more with what they've described so now you have a kind of a wider area of uh places to see and expanded knowledge, knowledge and whatnot and okay. you share some of the stuff you've encountered and they tell you to be careful of the gardens ah. uh they have there's quite a few uh myconid uh groups that live within those uh those gun gardens and that the shriekers are most common used there they're also have been sighted in other places as well i'll ask if um if the myconids are enemies or are they able to be negotiated with as allies kind of depends on which tribe you deal with ah okay so are with there... that it kind of gives you a broader exp expansion of the fact that there are multiple of these gardens with within those tribes are there um can he describe ways to identify which tribal groups might be with which factions or something like that uh rough idea they haven't ventured too far they do they do have some and and some of the stuff is 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 a little outdated because time and again things change some of those spaces are far enough away that as the residents of the city have changed um, some loyalties may have changed as well. Also with the fact that over the last 50 or so year, or 20 or so years, there've been a lot of strange occurrences that he's gotten wind of further West, uh, toward, uh, further West where it seems like, um, there've been darker, more, more, uh, kind of, uh, abyssal type creatures that seem to be more prevalent. Uh, the Underdark is kind of an area that has a thin veil with the Abyss. So mm. creatures passing back and forth is not unheard of. But for some reason, it's become more frequent over the last 20 years. Okay. So they definitely um, be careful with that. So be careful as we about, move westward, we want to be careful about the veil being thinner in that area. Is that what you're saying? Uh, the, it's it, the the veil's thin in some of the deeper recesses of the Underdark, but there are wild magic areas in the Underdark <laughs> that, if you're too close to, will affect you. Yeah, I think we've encountered some of those little spots. <laughs> yeah, and he's talked about the three swords. Does he know anything about where the sphere is? Um, he hasn't given you any indication on that yet, but given you've gotten information, you have a feeling that that might be the other piece. He'll that might be the piece he has that he will give you after at the end. But again, and it's that. Can I help try me help you kind of deal? 
can I try a persuasion to on him? What? Uh, about the the sphere, because you're saying I'm sensing that he's withholding. Uh, he's not withholding, and it, it, he's not withholding as being malicious. He's withholding as in like he doesn't want it, he he's the deep gnomes are distrusting people all on the offset. Right, right. now, all uh, the information the 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 friendly and hospital nature nature that you're experiencing right now is purely on the word from the three that you rescued. So, so, and I guess that's kind of part of what I'm trying to do. Can I do like a persuasion check to try to get him to trust our group more aside from just the fact that we rescued some of his tribe? That, then that's why he's offering, he's, he's offering, he's offering to have you uh, asked you to help him with this area. Got it. Okay. So Perfect. this, this is where you build up that reputation. Got it. And then let's he, do it. Can you give us an indication on the map about where we're going? Um, Double checking that now. Uh, it's not on the current map, but it's uh, it's a. Uh, it's actually not too far north of where you are. Um, okay. I've, Okay. So With, it's, probably um, in, it's probably going to be roughly in this area. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's a couple of hexes up. Okay, cool. Yeah, because we're um, the, the on. Oh, wait a minute. No, actually, no, this one. Because the enclave. Ah. Yeah, I'll draw a quick border on the enclave. Everyone can see. Uh, coming into here. So the enclave extends this way, but he's going to have you guys search is kind of in this area right here. There. Okay. Okay. And I'll ask him, um, obviously we're, we're to protect his miners and workers, but um, is he going to add any um, warriors to go with us or are we going to be the um, fighting faction? Um, you're going to be the main faction. They'll have a few there that, of course, they they can fight. Each each one can fight for themselves a little okay. bit, but they feel that um, just the given their size and their current and their ability, they don't they they feel that they're kind of outmatched. Yeah. Given the stories that are starting to pervade, because this has been a few hours, kind of in there, kind of getting a look around, seeing this as a very you see kind of. Kind of welcomed, but uh, uh, but things are still kind of sparse. You see, uh, various gnomes kind of keep hidden away, so you don't really get a full sense of how big the community is, mm -hmm. because you're you're the new guys new guys in town. But yeah, um, trying to establish trust, I I understand. But uh, you hear that it's like it's kind of one of those in the stories that here in the descriptions, and since you got that helm, kind of back and forth, it's that oh well, hey, uh, you know. <laughs> These guys did this, and that one right there, she let off this huge fireball type thing. It was really kind of blinding and scared away some illithid, some mind flayers. So you, your rep is definitely there where it's like as people hear that, you kind of get a better sense of, of, of the community. So you're already ratcheting up, and the uh, okay. the, the warden's, warden's fairly impressed <clears throat> with your stories. So well, I'll ask also, um, so how, how soon would you like us to 
begin this task of clearing this area for you. Uh, they're willing to give you a chance to rest because they know traveling the Underdark can be a little hair-raising. Okay. <laughs> so um, we'll probably actually do that on our next session because, honestly, I don't have enough of it prepped and I don't want to shortchange okay. you. So <laughs> no I'm, I'm buying some time with some, with, <laughs> with some relaxation unless you want to double back in to fight something, which sucks because we have those wild magics, but unfortunately the narrative doesn't... I'm not going to force them it, to be used. I... I wouldn't necessarily have a problem in taking out the troll and the two elithids if we want to try to go back and find them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when we mentioned that to um, to Zangle, um, does it appear unusual for them to be that close, or do you maybe think the activity is higher because of what we've done? Um, they travel fairly close pretty often, but they're always dangerous when... Uh, they always kind of get dain they they're not sure how often they pass that close. It's very it's it's fortuitous that you provided that intel that you did see them. Um, cool. Not sure how how long they'd still be in the area, but they've so, been roving groups pretty regularly. Okay, so, so should we go back? It, go ahead. No, just, Sorry. So before we do that, it's just um, so based on the fact that obviously they're aggressive. Is it better for us to leave them to roam and roam away again? Because if we take them out, will that draw their ire onto the Snowvelding um, camp? If we go and take them out, will it be useful? Or we like to have repercussions that come back afterwards for you guys? Go ahead and roll an, uh, roll an insight check. Uh, let's say 17. Um, they're a little panicked at the idea of engaging with Mind Flayers. And considering that... Um, if Knowing... They, they're not sure the Mind Flayers know where their encampment is, but they also don't want to tempt fate on that. Okay. So maybe we shouldn't go back. And they, they explain that they're, they're roving groups, but there actually is a large community of Mind Flayers in the city at one of the city's lower levels, and they give you kind of a rough bearing that it's to the, to the northwest. Note to self, don't go downstairs. <laughs> you'll know when you and, and it's like they'll, you'll know when you see these stairs because dwarves for being as small as they are they don't build small <laughs> right But the, and then they describe the lake and there's actually a huge lake to the west that extends out beyond what they can see and they give you they give you an idea that it's Koatoa that live out there Koatoa Okay, so the fishmen are the Koatoa. Yep. You have Koatoa. He talked about the white-haired elves having the starry one. The fishmen have the bright one. Was there a third? Did he say something about the third one? You have the you know, the third one. You know is the bear. What the Baron has. Um. There's the or there's the uh, half sphere that they all connect with. Remind me which one the Baron has. Baron has. I don't think I wrote it down. When you say the Baron, you mean Urza. Rodrigo and Nano Casta. Oh. Yeah, because I thought we were looking for the sphere and three of the swords. There's three Twilight swords Moon. and the sphere. He has the shard of. He has. He has the shard of twilight. The blade is a multicolor, oh. uh, like the sky before sunrise and just after sunset. The shard of noon is a blade that glows bright yellow at all times. That's the Got one it. that the Koatoa That's the one the Drow have. The Shard of Midnight 
is a, is a deep black blade with it seems to have a bright stars reflecting in a golden inscription. The in the oh, that's the one the drows have. Yeah. So yeah, the fish the have, the draw have the fish have noon, the drow have midnight, and the baron has twilight. Yep. So that and the Got it. And then so we're the not sphere, looking for four items down here. We're only looking for, for three. three. Mm -hmm. And and the sphere we think now that the the um leader has of the yeah. deep gnomes, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's helpful. So um I I'll, have uh, experience with blacksmiths in my background. So I want to look around and see if I can find a blacksmith. Okay. There there's one there. This is a, you you gonna get the sense that this is a fairly established community. So you have uh shopkeeps, you have blacksmiths, you have all the oh. thing all all kinds of uh standard community stuff that you can find. And uh kinda and, and at they're all kind of timid at first to kinda but they've heard but over the course of several hours the story's kinda, you know. Grapevine, just. <laughs> should we try to sell what we have now, or should we wait until we come back and have a little bit better standing with them? I would think the better standing with them we have, the better our deals could be. That's so we may want to wait a little bit. But I, I will ask the, um, I will ask the leader or the warden if there is anything that uh, perhaps that we can assist with before setting out on the um you know protection detail that he's got set up um no not really um it's kind of just uh make yourselves ready and he'll get a crew together and uh they will uh kind of head out from the north north gate and lead into that area Okay. I also want to ask him. Uh, we have a uh, an acquaintance of ours that is looking for some clockwork mechanisms. Mm. Would you happen to know where we can find any of such things? Yeah, we have a couple of tinkerers. There's a couple of tinkerers, and they do kind of let you know that there are several clockwork creatures, mechanical constructs that do roam down here. I think they had they caught sight of a of something called a cadaver collector. Every that so often, that doesn't sound good at all. But there have been various other uh, constructs in the in the area as well. Is there? Um, Does the shopkeep the, have any that we could buy or? And that's at? what I was about to ask. Is there is there anything that they have that they would be willing to sell to us to pass on to our friend? Oh, uh, there's a couple. There's a couple of different mechanisms you could probably pick up. I mean. Kind of have to tell is it so yeah you'd be able to buy you'd be able to buy stuff some of the more interesting stuff again probably help when you get more rep okay yep. okay so mm, just any, trying to gather some intel at the moment are there any mm -hmm. stories of any worms as well um I know oh, they're they're big worms. Worms. yeah they've mined gems and stuff but i mean have they come across any sort of worm trails purple worms have been sighted it, it's been a while um, it's a little nerve wracking every time they do come around, but, uh, they don't know, but they, they have been seen in the area over the course of, uh, his time there. So there is a chance that someone can pop up. 
imagine be like almost like a, an underground version of June. Is like they got little sort of the the deep known miners there chipping away, and then the worms would bring bought out by it. Yeah, I mean, thinking about the fact that I mean, you have a little bit of sense as a goblin because goblins can be found in the underdark as well. It's very vast and very and and whatnot. So they kind of migrate through every so often. So get enough time down there, you could probably have the misfortune of coming of coming <laughs> across one of their migration routes. So while we're here, at one point, Will kind of wanders off to go find a blacksmith, and uh, I sent a message to you in a Discord for what I'm looking for. Okay. And you can just tell me yes or no, and I would like to tell them that I will come and pick it up after we're back from destroying the eye monster. <clears throat> um yeah he could probably do that um he actually kind of kind of kind of asks if you've got an extra one yes absolutely so yeah he, he, they never he i mean they don't get to see those very often so that's a unique thing so it's kind of a a barter so he's willing to do the whole bit for 100 gold done <laughs> so cool and I'll, I'll give him a few claws as well so yeah he's a really pre the the blacksmith is really appreciative of that and kind of gets to it and then i'll just sit and chat with him for a while about blacksmithing techniques and just kind of thinking about my mom and how amazing and talented she was and just kind of having fun chatting with him about trade secrets and stuff <laughs> so yeah it's a nice nice conversation as you kind of see kind of working the gold actually takes the gold you give you give them and, and starts to melt it down to use that to make the uh make the items just so. watch with fascination what are the rest of y'all doing for this uh, quick little downtime as you get ready for heading heading off to face whatever face whatever multi-eyed creatures to the north? I think Canarian's probably going to go find a corner and uh, start doing some uh, origami just to kind of refocus his mind a little bit. All right. I think Shrag's just going to go sit in a corner and just sort of commune with the book a bit, just sort of play around with a little sort of ghostly figure that's now floating around just trying to get a feel for what this new thing means for him and what he can do with it yeah and i'm just gonna kind of explore around and talk to different people you know find out how long they've been here what do they do you know just to chat okay. learn mostly um i'd say given the everybody give me an intelligence check Just a straight check. Just straight up. Straight up intelligence. 15. 14. N. 16. All right. Uh, Will, you probably have the hardest time with this, but with everybody else, you in conversing with various different uh, creatures back and forth, you start to get uh, kind of a, a basic, like really rudimentary basic of uh sharing between common and undercommon whereas words are starting to make sense so given you spend it at you're gonna we'll send we'll essentially say that for the amount of time you spend there trying to get kind of acclimated and, and meet and explore um 
you're able to kind of build out and you get a very basic uh, understanding of undercommon and uh, mixing that with common. So accents are thick, words get a little lost in translation, but it's enough to have a very basic conversation. Like you can get directional and, and, and kind of piece together all of uh, some of those things. I learned yes and no and hot. <laughs> and that is it. And restroom. <laughs> Uh, given your one. knowledge with blacksmithing it's like you know blacksmithing different terms but the techniques are the same so it's that back and forth kind of deal so we'll, we'll say as we kind of progress through you guys are going to end up understanding and learning under common the more time you spend talking with these people. so you can we'll go ahead for the sake of brevity start adding that in okay. as an additional language that's awesome I'd be able cool. to And we'll pretty much call the session on that because, again, don't have, don't want to get too far into what's going to happen up north until we get up there, and you guys actually manage to circumvent and navigate through several different uh, encounters, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. That was a really cool little trek through this area. Yeah, various fountains and whatever, and in and, and collecting some mushrooms and and you know, <laughs> keeping it on the hey, we're just gonna get here as fast as we can. So now we can go into now you have a place to kind of venture out from. Yeah. Yes. Base camp. Yeah. Making friends and some allies for a change. <laughs> <laughs> and did they yeah. mark on the map? on our map where about where they think the drow are and where the fishmen are. Mm, well, the fishmen are definitely going to be to the West by the late. They said something about a lake, right? Yeah. About a lake, large... but do we have, does our map show where that lake is in reference to where we are yet? And things like uh, that. No, not, not, not currently. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of ground to cover between uh, there. Um, they do mark on the map. Uh, mark on your map roughly where the uh where you're going to be going next in okay. terms of uh yeah in terms of what's okay. there and so but uh the drow and all that I can't drow are going to be north Yeah, the, uh, there's the Illithid on the west. Uh, looks like the Drow are to the north. Okay. So either way, you're going to be going west to try and find all these other Okay. Totally digging base. Yeah, a nice little community. Yeah. Uh, you know, get acquainted with the locals. Start doing doing various little quests. Yeah, it'll, uh, like I say, it helps to be collecting friends instead of enemies for a change. True. Yep. I think with that, um, yeah. So, um, thank you guys. I know this is gonna, this ended up being a shorter session than, uh, previously. Um, 
But again, you guys are made good rolls and managed to start navigating. We'll see how long your luck holds out. <laughs> Let's cross our fingers, right? Yep. Um, real quick, uh, shout out to Sirenscape for the background musics and soundboards. This is the Dungeon Depths sound set off Sirenscape. Go to sirenscape.com to check it out and all their various other ones. I believe they just released a bunch of cyberpunk uh, themed sound sets. Ooh. So if you're into into doing a game with uh, Cyberpunk or Shadowrun or whatever, might be some good sound sets to check out. Uh, shout out to D&D Beyond for uh, the overlay and all the fun with the maps and character stuff. Again, Tasha's hideous La Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is out. Go check it out. There are a lot of really cool things that change up character builds and uh, whatnot. Also, uh, shout out for an, uh, to Hero Forge because that is where we crafted our little minis that we use for our tokens. And uh, uh, next week is Thanksgiving for the for the U.S., so we're going to be we're going to be uh, taking the holiday uh, week off. So we will be back uh, first Saturday, uh, uh, the following Saturday, to carry on with our adventure. Um, in the meantime, everybody have a good holiday. Stay safe. Uh, all those great things. I know it's going to be rough with COVID and doing virtual family get-togethers and stuff. It happens. Um, also, if you're liking, if new to the channel here on Twitch, be sure to give us a follow. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, any any and all that support's great. Everybody, we did get some uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, Ed Fortune, thank you for the follow. Um, Matthew Cook, thank you for the bits. Dish Pickle, thank you for all those bits. <laughs> all the bits. Uh, thank you for the bits. Uh, that stuff's great. It keeps us uh, keeps the lights on, keeps us doing these things. Uh, and if you're checking us out on uh, YouTube, be sure to give us a, a, a like and a subscribe and a little bell to notify when more uh, videos get posted. And if you're listening to us in the audio version through various podcasts, be sure to give us a like and a review. And uh, by all means, share it out with... Uh, through all your all your peeps and friends to kind of build up this community um and with that uh wish you guys a great afternoon great week and see y'all on our next stream bye ah take care bye 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 everyone